Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Today on the WCBS Morning News Roundup. 12,000 gallon gasoline tanker overturned, fully involved. Numerous buildings. Inferno on the Sunrise Highway. Rescue in Saugerties, how police finally found a girl missing for two years. They started ripping the steps uh, off the staircase that they saw little feet. Senator Robert Menendez tells WCBS why he doesn't believe Vladimir Putin is being honest about Ukraine. I hope he is committed on a path to diplomacy, but his actions belie his words. Also ahead, Mayor Adams is set to outline his budget plan following an epic rant against the media. And we just can't live in this alternate reality. I'm Steve Burns at City Hall. On Wednesday, February 16th, good morning, I'm Wayne Cabot. Good morning, I'm Paul Murnane. Craig Allen says, sunny, mild today with a high of 44 to 48 degrees and heads up for some rain and wind in the forecast for tomorrow night. A spectacular explosion has shut down a major highway this morning, the Sunrise Highway in Rockville Center. A 12,000-gallon gasoline tanker overturned into a building and blew up, sending flaming liquid into the sewers. The tanker plowed into a vacant storefront on North Center Avenue that once housed the Lazy Boy Furniture Gallery. I've seen the whole building go up, then the second floor collapse, then, you know, they were trying to put it out, the fire was just going, and then, you know... One thing led to another, now the building's gone. Reports say burning gasoline went into the sewer and was burning for blocks. No word on the driver's condition. This morning we salute a very observant cop who solved a painfully long two-year mystery of what happened to a missing little girl. We're happy to report it has a happy ending. Sean Adams is in the New York town where it happened. Saugerties. Sean, the cop had to remove boards in a stairwell to find her? You know, it sounds like a scene from a movie, a suspense film, but uh, Wayne, this is real life. An eagle-eyed investigator noticed that there was something odd about a staircase, ripped off some boards, and discovered a little girl who had been missing for two and a half years. Paisley Schultes is healthy. She's okay, police say. She disappeared from the Finger Lakes region in 2019. Uh, There was a, a custody battle going on. Now, police long suspected Paisley's biological parents, uh, but there were no leads. Then a tip came in here to Saugerties, where uh, Paisley's paternal grandfather lived. So police got a warrant. They searched the home for an hour. And after that hour, that's when uh, the, the investigator noticed something about these stairs leading to the basement. They discovered a secret room. Paisley was inside with her biological mother. Wayne, Paul. Sean, so what happens to the little girl now? Well, obviously, this is a delicate matter, a matter for family court. Paisley has been uh, reunited with her older sister and legal guardian. Her grandfather and biological parents, well, they face charges. Kirk Schultes and Kimberly Cooper, uh, they swore they, they, they had no idea what happened to Paisley two and a half years ago. But apparently, uh, they had her here, hidden in a home in Saugerties, 150 miles from where Paisley was supposed to be. 
Here in New York City, the mayor on the job for only about a month and a half has a lot to say about how he is being covered. And today we're going to hear what he has to say about his spending priorities in the budget. Steve Burns is at City Hall. Steve, what did the mayor say that's getting so much attention? Comments came entirely unprompted at the beginning of an unrelated press conference. The mayor going on this seven-minute rant against how he is being covered in the media. He accused reporters of covering him unfairly because of his race. I'm a black man, that's the mayor. But my story has been interpreted by people that don't look like me. We got to be honest about that. This was all a reaction to several stories reporting that the mayor was not successful in lobbying lawmakers in Albany to change bail reform and raise the age laws. It is a longstanding tradition for mayors to go at it with reporters in New York. Uh, but I don't know it's ever, that it's ever happened so early, just six weeks here into the Adams administration. Guys? Do we know what the mayor is going to be prioritizing in his new budget? You know, we don't have a great idea, and I think that's what's going to make this a very interesting reveal when we do get it. Mayor Adams hasn't really outlined any transformative policy priorities, you know, something on the order of uh, Mayor de Blasio's pre-K for all. All we've heard so far is an emphasis on driving down crime and a a back-to-basics approach with city services. We also know another priority, the main topic of that press conference yesterday, the Summer Youth Employment Program will get boosted to 100,000 jobs this summer. Steve Burns, thanks. Adam's predecessor, Bill de Blasio, is putting to rest a rumor that he'll run for Congress in the newly redrawn 11th District. That district contains his native park slope along with all of Staten Island. The new lines increase the chances that a Democrat might win. In a tweet, de Blasio said that he's certain a progressive can win this seat. But it won't be him. Finally, some warmer air is moving, and that south wind is going to help. Let's go to the Weather Center in Craig Allen. Sure is, in a big way, after we get the sun up this morning and uh, get that southerly wind to get going. Temperatures right now are in the 10 to 20 degree range in the suburbs, distant suburbs anyway, and closer to 30 as you get in closer to the city. But for this afternoon, it pretty much evens the playing field with southerly wind, 44 to 48. Tonight's low, 40 to 45. Not cold at all for this time of year, and then... Tomorrow, we climb to near 60 by the end of the day, but it does become cloudy and windy, and by Thursday night, it's raining, too. Rain may be heavy at times Thursday night, kind of a stormy night. And then on Friday, early leftover showers will give way to clearing, windy, and turning cooler. Not colder, but cooler, and it will fall back into the 40s by the end of the day on Friday. Right now for the city, holding at 31 degrees, humidity, uh, 54%, that is, with a southerly breeze at 3. The narrative yesterday that Russian troops might be withdrawing from Ukraine proved wrong. U.S. intelligence reports quite the opposite, a continuing buildup with another 20,000 troops added to Russia's circle around Ukraine with weapons systems ready to engage. Vladimir Putin said Moscow is willing to go back to negotiating with the U.S. and NATO allies, but New Jersey Senator and Senate Foreign Relations Committee Chairman Bob Menendez doesn't believe him. There is a set of circumstances in Ukraine that's going on that they describe as a genocide, which, of course, is untrue as the reason to send in Russian troops. That is not an act of diplomacy. When there are some reports that there have been cyber attacks on Ukrainian state banks and the Ukrainian Department of Defense, that is not a sign of diplomacy. When you say you're drawing back some troops, but you're only drawing them back to the barracks that were nearby the border anyhow, and the ones that came from central and uh, the furthest parts of Russia uh, are not being withdrawn, it's not an indication that you're serious about diplomacy. So I hope 
he is committed on a path to diplomacy, but his actions belie his words. New Jersey Senator Robert Menendez, chairman of the Foreign Relations Committee on the WCBS 880 Afternoon Roundup. On the WCBS Morning News Roundup, good morning, I'm Wayne Cabot. And I'm Paul Bernay with your three things to know on this Wednesday. Just the fear of war with Russia has driven average U.S. gasoline prices close to $4 per gallon for the first time in nearly 14 years. Number two, a new federal report says a century of sea level rise will happen over the next 30 years in the U.S., adding a foot of ocean to beaches in the Deep South. Third thing to know, 101.1. That is how many million Americans watched Super Bowl 56 on live television. The number across all platforms, 112 million. And that is very close to the record set in 2015 when the Patriots beat the Seahawks by four points. You know, for a second there, I thought you were launching into your Dick Heatherton routine when I heard the (laughs) 101.1 thing for a moment. I'm thinking of Joey Heatherton. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. trying to do that, but right, it didn't right. work for you. Nice pivot. <laughs> Our WCBS News Radio 88 Seconds in Sound now as we flip through the pages of history for the 16th of February. This is a vote that history will want to know at the end of the day what side you were on. 2012, the New Jersey Assembly votes to legalize same sex marriage. Six years after Reed Gashura, the first openly gay member of the legislature, came out. Governor Chris Christie vetoed it the next day. 2011, an IBM computer beats Jeopardy! champions Ken Jennings and Brad Rutter. Watson, who is Franz Liszt? You are right. But on the same date in 96... The chess world all expected Kasparov to win. The human one. 1984, Scott Hamilton, who at two years old was diagnosed with having only six months to live... The Triple Lutz. Wins Olympic gold in Sarajevo. 2019, Pope Francis defrocks former Newark and D.C. Archbishop Theodore McCarrick for sexually abusing minors and adults who claimed he ran a sex ring out of his Jersey Shore beach house. The Vatican is a sovereign state widely seen as off-limits to abuse victims. Marla Diamond, WCBS News Radio 880. 2016, the U.S. and Cuba agree to 110 daily passenger flights. CBS's Margaret Brennan. And if indeed the bet pays off, that'll empower people open up the market, and maybe lead the way towards democracy. It will be undone by President Trump. The situation on board the Diamond Princess deteriorated. 2020. With a surge in infections. The U.S. evacuates 400 Americans from the COVID-infected Diamond Princess cruise ship. With their bags packed, they were desperate to go home. Some never made it. Seven died. At the time, that one ship accounted for more than half the COVID cases in the world outside of China. This is February 16th. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.